broadcasting live from the Botanical Plaza on the plain of New Capenna. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham, and joining me, as always, are Cameron hmm? and Nelson. I want to go to a botanical plaza. I know. It sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just... Public parks are a favored meeting spot for those considering a shift in allegiance. Oh, okay. Of course, it's... I mean, that sounds like the kind of place that you would, like, want to have under surveillance if you are a person who is in charge of allegiances. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Go Either watch the park. Can't go to a park without getting harassed by a recruiter. Right. Am I allowed to just enjoy the botanical plaza, please? Mm-hmm. I don't need to, like, abandon my allegiance to my faction. I just want to sniff some flowers. <laughs> uh, it looks like, by the way, that there's a cycle of these, which we'll talk about in a moment, because today we're talking about a bunch of new Capenna spoilers. The spoiler season is well underway, and there's a bunch of new cards to talk about. And it's very exciting. And before we do that, a reminder uh, of our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Pre-order yourself some new Capenna. It's already up for pre-order. They'll ship it to you as soon as they're able to do so. And it'll get to you real fast. Uh, Do put the slash LRR on there because that lets them know that we're sending you over there, which is relevant for our continued business interests. Uh, But also, we do that because we think they're great. Uh, And of course, you can ask them for a button. You can say, loading, ready, run, send me a button, please. And they'll give you a little one-inch button. And I think we're still on math is for blockers because we ordered extra. Uh, And of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading, ready, run. And we really appreciate it. One more bit of housekeeping at the top of the show is that upcoming... Uh, in fact, by the time you're hearing this episode, it'll be this coming Saturday, April 16th, is the Streets of New Capenna pre-pre-release. Woo! Your first chance, anyone's first chance, to see New Capenna sealed gameplay. It's the world first people outside of Wizards of the Coast getting a chance to play it. Uh, and for the first time in over two years, we're actually going to have in-person guests back at the pre-release. And throwing throwing back to the very first pre-pre-release, two of the same guests we had at the very first one uh, are good friends, Marshall Sutcliffe and Kenji Egashira, a.k.a. Numat the Nummy. They're both going to be coming back. It's going to be a fun time. And yeah. I'm really excited. Can't I'm wait. very, very excited. And we all get to pick our families because they're doing that thing again. Oh, it's back to the seated ooh, packs. choose, your, choose yeah. your color scenario. So you got to decide. Are you... Mirren or Phyrexian? Brokers, Cabaretti, Riveteers... Obscura or Maestros. Ha ah, okay. You didn't need any. Nice. Finally remembered nice. it all. You nailed it. Don't yeah. ask me what color combinations those are. Riveteers are Jund. Yes. Cabaretti is Naya. Naya. Okay. Maestros are Grixis. There you go. So that's yours. Brokers yep. are Bant. Yep. And that means Obscura are... Esper. Esper. Cool. Great. Cool. We We've already it. figured it out for yeah. you. Now you know. You can pick your own faction of the prelace, even if you don't watch the PPR. But I recommend watching the PPR. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a bunch of new cards. They did a whole, like, debut stream yesterday in a very fancy-looking location. And they showed off a bunch of the cards. And then there's been a bunch more spoilers um, since then, including, like we mentioned, a new cycle of Dual Lands. Uh, We showed off Botanical Plaza. There's also Waterfront District, which is blue-black. Tramway Station, which is red-black. Skybridge Towers, which is blue-white. And Racer's Ring, which is red-green. And they are all... uh, they tap for either color, they enter tapped, and all of them for two generic mana and one mana each of the colors they tap for. So four mana plus tapping this 
and sacrificing it draws a card. So that's slow and expensive, but late in the game, you don't need that much land, and you turn it into a card, so why not? Mm-hmm. Interesting, like, counterpoint to the kind of flushing out the full cycle of uh, Strixhaven campuses, mm. right? Because it's the same cost for the ability, but instead of scrying one and tapping this, you just get to draw a card. But it means that, you know, you've got more common duels for popper or draft, basically. Yeah, I don't know. For this guy. Mm. For this guy right, right. here. Yeah. So, you, I know that you have some cards in particular that you're keen to talk about. Yeah. I want to make sure that we hit on the five, like, family mechanics. Oh, definitely. Um, I don't know if there's any crossover there, but otherwise I'm happy to just start with something you've got written down because I know that yeah. you have some. Uh, well, I mean, I'm me. So, the mechanic I want to talk about is casualty, mm. which is the maestro's mechanic. Uh, if we can have a look at light em up, which Ooh. is kind of like the banner card for this. It's a shock, kind of. Costs Can't go mana. dumb. Okay. It's a sorcery. Uh, so, you know, how much are you willing to pay to do two damage to something in limited? One. <laughs> Ideally one. Yeah. Two, two if I have to. What, what, what if it costs you an additional card? What? And, mm. and, and uh, you got to copy it. Oh. That might so, be okay. Casualty is... I will need to play with it to really figure it out. Casualty reads, as you cast this spell, you may sacrifice a creature with power two or greater. When you do, copy the spell, and you may choose a new target for the copy. So this is casualty two. Yes. And it's power two or greater. So I assume then that that's casualty N. Yes. And And N is the power of the creature sacrifice. To copy whatever spell has casualty. Interesting. So this is like... Hmm... I'm not sure. I I think, you know, I'll pay one in a red to do two damage to something in limited. Yeah. Right? If this is where we're at, I'll yeah. do it. I'm no, not I'll, sure I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm not sure I'll use the casualty on this too enthusiastically, but uh that really depends on how abundant like pacifism effects are. Right. In in um New Capenna Limited. The card that I'm really excited to play, unsurprisingly, uh is Obnixilus the adversary? Oh yeah, yeah. Big That's spicy like rares. Probably not yeah. going to reliably play it in limited, but no. But like, I will be ordering this card. Nice through CardKingdom.com/lrr. <laughs> bang bang. Um, Obnixilus the adversary costs one black red. Yeah, you get a legendary planeswalker. Uh, three mana for a three loyalty walker. Yep. Love to see it. But that's not all. Yeah. The plus one is each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card. If you control a demon or a devil, you gain two life. Which is okay. I'm not sure how often. Yeah, it's an okay ability. It will eventually get there. It's a plus two. Yeah. It puts two loyalty on Obnixilis. Yeah. Does it? (laughs) Right? Oh, sorry. It's plus Plus one. one. It's It's not a plus two. Sorry. I don't have my glasses on. I wasn't staring at my phone. Uh, It's a plus one. It puts a loyalty on Obnixilis. Yeah. And it will eventually kill an opponent. Um, minus two, create a one-one devil creature. Token. Oh, the little ones that when they die, they, they yeah. deal one damage to anything. Yep. Nice. And then uh, ultimate at seven, target player draws seven cards and loses seven life. Oh, love that. Yeah. Uh, mm. Most interestingly, Obnixilus has casualty X. Oh, but he's not an instant sorcery. Yeah. So what happens is you sacrifice a creature and create a token copy of Obnixilus that doesn't have legendary 
mm. with X loyalty. Wow. You can populate that. Yeah. So it's half Gristlebrand, half Jace Cunning Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I'll need to play with this, but the price is right. For three mana, uh, the immediate immediate comparison I want to make is with Liliana of the Veil, which might be optimistic, but you know, if you could get two Lilianas of the Veil at the same time, I think you would take that, right? <laughs> yeah. Plus one, plus one. Certainly. Like, so that... Um, keep a quarter of your permanence. The walking skyscraper that we just saw from from Kamigawa. Kamigawa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you sacrifice that, then this token copy Obnixilis enters with eight loyalty and you can use it its ultimate immediately. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's preposterous. Yeah, so you could like dome someone for seven and then make them discard one of those cards. Um <laughs> <laughs> They probably have to discard one at the end of their turn because, you know, they would play land and not be able to do anything. But um, I think that plus one gets a lot better when you're doing it twice per turn. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Even just sacrificing, like, your mana dork. Mm -hmm. Like, you play an ignoble hierarch on turn one, and then on turn two you play ob, and then you play a second ob with one... Oh, no, sorry, the ignoble hierarch has zero power. Uh, But it's casualty N, right? So if it was... a like a, uh, a lateral elf instead. Yeah. yeah. If it was yeah. lateral elves off a stomping ground and then second turn, like a dragon skill summit, and then you have an ob, and then you sacrifice your, your lateral elves, and then you can just plus one, plus one. And then you just like, that's your plan. You're just Either they one. lose four, discard two cards, yeah, or one yeah, or the yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. You're just taxing them with two two obs every turn, and like you're going to at least have a couple turns before they kill them. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to put up with his appalling style. <laughs> um, I think it looks great. I mean, like, okay. I want this suit. I'm going to wear it to TTC next week. At least he's not... It It doesn't seem to be double-breasted because mm-hmm. Obnixilis is a very, like, wide man and the double-breasted suit would just make him look extremely wide. Mm-hmm. And the pinstripe, like, you know, it's it's the Art Deco thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although this isn't really a pinstripe because I think the lines are too thick. Though I forget what exactly that kind of stripe is called. Is it a chalk stripe? It might be a chalk stripe. I believe that. That sounds like a name of a fashion thing, but I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments what Ob is wearing. <laughs> Thank you. A three-piece suit with a uh, a gold watch chain and a pauldron, though. This is somebody who has money to spend and doesn't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Ob certainly doesn't doesn't think highly of you know, or doesn't care for your opinion one way or the other. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are two other uh casualty cards that i really want to talk about though that i think are interesting and unfortunately on scryfall they didn't really have a name yet um one was card 76 which i believe was called uh dracula's accidental something excuse me neat okay because it was in i think it's in simplified chinese right oh okay so scryfall has given it a a, yeah, like a placeholder postal name. service malfunction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a raised dead effect, right? With casualty one. Oh, cool! It is an instant for three CMC. Which uh, so this mills two, and then you return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Wow! And at casualty one, milling four and returning two, kind of like this. This gives you parity. Right. right. Yeah. Um, Especially if that one is a token you don't care about. 
Exactly. Well, it has to have at least one power, though. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't care about. But it doesn't care about token v non token. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very importantly, token or whatever. And there's more than one way to make devil tokens in the set. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, so I think this might actually do some some decent work. Regrowing two creatures was pretty good in... Uh, oh, where was it? Uh, Crimson Vale? Was it no. Crimson... Wasn't, wasn't it in uh, Strixhaven? Where they well, had... they've been doing it a bunch. Like, there's yeah. there's often been, like, some, some way to raise dead two creatures, and there's a bunch of different casting costs they've given it, right? Like, the mm-hmm. there was one in a core set last summer the one before where it was one mana to raise dead one creature or four mana to raise dead two creatures right or there was or like you got the discount like if you had gained life that turn it was three less to cast and then they've made it cost like three with some other kind of caveat a couple Mm -hmm. times so this is this is a space that r&d is comfortable playing around yeah they're working on it yeah uh and i think i like this one quite a bit for the styles of deck that i play cool right it's 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 probably a marginal difference between all these different effects, but you know when you can capitalize on them, it feels nice. Yeah, sign and blood, mind rot, and raise dead have all been getting like all these permutations over the last few mm-hmm. years. Where it's like the mind rot recently, they hit a point where it was like, okay, yeah, we we just said we just strapped Tormod's crypt to mind rot, and it turns out that's not going to break the game open, but ends up getting played and constructed. Yeah. Right? Um, right. Like more than any other Mind Rot since Blightning, I think, or Esper Charm, we've seen Go Blank getting getting cast and constructed. And then like um, there's like a weird sign in Blood and Alchemy, but also sometimes they give you some different version that like works a little bit differently to really draw two cards. Mm-hmm. And then also, yeah, Raised as we've seen a few. And I mean, this, this might also just be an effect of like, all right, take this classic card from Unlimited, uh, staple gun the, cl- the set mechanic onto right, it, yeah. and then balance it somehow. Yeah, and we'll print it, uh, which honestly generates some some playables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the it's like the version of uh, bear with sets mechanic, but they're you know different different flavors of it and and sort of black aiming for card advantage. Yeah, so I I like this one. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to finding out what it's actually called. Speaking of finding out what things are actually called, uh, <laughs> that uh, Obnixilis, you're right. It's there's too much spacing for pin for it to be pinstripe uh-huh. on what he's wearing on on the that particular iteration of the card. Because again, there's three different arts hmm. for Obnixilis, but the one with the deck of frame, yeah, the one where he's sitting, the Igor Kirluk, um design, uh, that that is either probably uh, pencil stripe or chalk stripe. Okay, probably chalk. Yeah, because chalk stripes are quite broad. Yeah, right? they're, the actual stripes are broad, and there's more space between between the 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 pale lines. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. No problem. I was it, too it was fascinated go- to not look it up. It was going to bother me. Yeah. Um, on the other end of the casualty spectrum, we have this set's uh, demonic tutor, Ooh. which is card eighty three, which I believe on Scryfall is called uh, cheese it delivery. <laughs> Because it has uh, a person holding a bag that is glowing orange. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Got it, you cheese its It's a five mana DT as a sorcery with casualty three. So and, by demonic tutor, you mean uh, it goes into your hand? Yeah. Search for any card from your library, but put it in your hand and then shuffle. Yeah. Okay. Um, for three... For a three power creature, this again, much like the raised dead, it this does get you parity, right? Mm-hmm. It's a DT 
DT replaces itself. It will also get you, hopefully, a better creature than the one you sacrificed. Yeah, or, like, just both halves of your combo, right? You know, yeah. like, a yeah, lot, yeah. A lot like, of serious decks go for A plus B, and five mana is a lot, but I mean, if it, it means get you get there. two cards that win the game, it's it, not so bad. Yeah, yeah. very true. Yeah. Like, this is probably just not in the style of deck that I want to play. Mm, but then sure. again, uh, a lot of those combo decks, are they just going to have, like, incidental three power creatures sitting around on the battlefield i think this is going to really shine in commander oh definitely where it's like hey i've got it's also it's powerful that it creates a second you know these aren't spells that do something different it's not like a kicked spell if you sacrifice a creature it's an extra copy of the spell so if your opponents want to stop you they need to counter like both halves right or or okay nor maybe just one half but then hey you still get your demonic tutor right that that is very fair um Hmm. and i suppose in, in commander Right, there's a reasonable chance that you've just got like a three-three beast token sitting around from somebody like yeah, exactly, meeting. yeah, or it, fresh meeting something. Yeah, right. You, oftentimes, a commander, you randomly have like creatures because like you put some creatures in your deck, even if you're planning to combo kill your opponents eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, not for me though. Sure, I think that's this fine. Is, yeah, this is not my quite flavor, but I think it's like I still think this is an interesting design space. And the casualty mechanic has, like, one, I'm for casualty one. I love casualty one. Casualty <laughs> two, uh, okay, we'll talk, we'll talk. Casualty three, you, you gotta show me the money. Right. Right, this had better win me the game for casualty three. Well, this one, like, it's trying to, for sure. It, oh, it, it will. Yeah. Um, actually... Paul, could we go back to light him up, please? Uh, the more the I one think about the light him up, text? the first one you said, like the the shock, right? Mm-hmm. The more I think about it, the more it's probably fine. Like two mana to kill their two mana card in limited is okay. Sorcery is a little disappointing, but mm-hmm. the fact that you can trade off like your two drop that doesn't matter anymore for their four toughness creature or kill like two of their flyers. Yep. You know, if you're if you're behind, like this card has a lot of flexibility. It's probably gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, and then you, you also don't have to pay the casualty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I just realized, casualty has to be paid by a single creature. Yes. You cannot sacrifice multiple creatures with toughness up to the end value of casualty. Which I, you know, I appreciate now that I see it because you could just be like, casualty one, I sacrifice 45 tokens <laughs> <laughs> to pay casualty one. Yeah. Which is like... That would I be get busted. it, but man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the. That there's a so one fun. black X spell that's like uh, sacrifice every creature unless its controller pays like this much life to keep them. Mm, it's mm. like one mana. If you just really want like a uh, sacrifice all your things as a sorcery spell. In this set? No. Okay. This is like from Rise of the Eldrazi. Okay. I was like, wait. Yeah. I like what, was ago. that. Uh, God was. Was that from Avison Restored? Or maybe Avison Restored. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like Liliana's board wipe, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know if it was flavorfully belonged to Liliana, but it was like Deathwind. I think is the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay, yeah, it right. was like Deathwind just black kills black? one. And it's like or it's X just black? X Black, I think. Right. Is it Killing Glare or like Killing Haze or something? Oh, I'm not sure, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's meant to be a board wipe where you can like, you know, the upside is you get to sacrifice as many creatures as you want. Mm-hmm. But you can also like put mana into it so that your opponents have to. Right. Sorry, uh, I was thinking of Deathwind. Right. I think it might be the same set as Deathwind. 
Well, that was also Avison Restored, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I know the one you were thinking of, because Liliana's on the card. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, maybe Liliana's on the card. Okay, fair enough. But anyways, if you want a sorcery that sacrifices all your creatures, there is one out there. There is one that exists. There's one out there for you. Fair yeah. So that's Killing Wave. Killing Wave. Killing, killing Wave. wave. Thank right. you. And is Liliana on the card? Yeah, that's, okay. that's her. Okay, great. Yeah. I uh, didn't put that together. <laughs> the right. final card that I was kind of interested in is Maestro's Dominion. Hmm. Which, you know, it's it's the um, Dominion card for the Maestros, as suggested by the name. Some of you might have missed that. <laughs> it's a subtle thing. And it reads, um, go. <laughs> Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you may... No, wait. It's once during your turn. Yes, once during your turn, you may cast an instant or sorcery from your graveyard if you do sacrifice a creature. Yeah. Um. And then the spell gets exiled. And then the yeah. spell gets exiled. I think this is cool. Yeah, super cool. Three mana for now all of your creatures are sort of like a weird reverse Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. A, it's like a cast in standard kind yes. of. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, this card seems quite powerful. Like, get ready to win the grind war. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, just make sure you have a lot of bodies on hand. Yeah, so like spells that make creatures are going to be pretty great. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know if w- in standard right now they have like the three mana make two or two mana make two idiots cards. I would love a um, a a Krenko's reinforcements right. Yeah, style exactly. card. Krenko's uh, command or yeah or, or uh, a dragon fodder. dragon fodder. Yeah, yeah, uh, quite good for this strategy, right? Yeah, if if I could get one of those that makes devil tokens. Mm. Oh, oh, there's burn down the house. It's five mana. But that's like a good card. It makes three devil tokens for five mana. So fueling fueling three more of your spells. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then with your last wish, you can wish for more wishes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you cast it again yeah, from your graveyard. Exactly. Right? Using one of the devil tokens. Yeah. So it's, I then mean, it's like, not two mana, but it's also like a good card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it can kill creatures. Yeah. Actually, talking would, about burning down the house, I think is, uh, if I may, is I think is a clean segue oh. into one of the other because that's the maestro's mechanic, the mm-hmm. casualty, casualty, right? So one of the other mechanics uh, is one called alliance, mm-hmm. which is the cabaretti mechanic, and particularly, yeah, we can see it here on devilish valet. Oh yeah, that was one I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah so two and a red for a one three with trample and haste, and then. Alliance is whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, do a thing. In this case, double devilish valet's power until end of turn. So if you cast burning or burn down the house mm-hmm. with devilish valet in play, it doubles to two, it doubles to four, and then it doubles to eight. So then you have an eight-three trample haste. Yeah. Mm. Oh, all the math nerds got very excited when they saw this. Every oh, time, I'm yeah, excited too. Every time the word double is all the printed math on a card, and me. yeah, it's always a little better than you think it's going to be. Or like, you know, obviously the ceiling is higher than you might guess. But I just really like the design of this card. Like, sure, these stats don't seem like much, but the fact that yeah, there's so many cards throughout the history of the game that put like two or three creatures into play at the same time. You know, you could play this in like a collected company deck in historic that gets two creatures. Um, oh, because you can do that. You can do that at instant speed in some yeah. sa- in mm-hmm. some situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like you know, there's various creatures that have like the mode of when this comes into play, you get to put another creature into place. So like you know, anytime you have two bodies, or also pump spells. Um, yeah, this card's very exciting. The fact that it already has trample and haste, you don't have to give them that. 
a lot of fun a lot of fun stuff a lot of a lot of fun ways i'm gonna lose games against devilish valet i'm looking forward yeah. to it yeah. do you ever not block devilish valet well it has trample yeah, so right? like, you, like you're sort of damned if you do damned if you don't right and that's uh that's very devil warrior on theme right agreed so they fun card one of the other cards they showed off with alliance is the gala greeters which has another interesting yeah. thing which i'll talk about in a second but so one in a green for a one one elf druid with alliance whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn put a plus one plus one counter on gala greeters create a tapped treasure token you can tell that this they had to they had to dial it down yeah, yeah that's yeah. It made a treasure and they're like wait no we broke it yeah <laughs> right? or you gain two life so anytime a creature comes in either these get bigger and that's a counter so it stays around or you can sort of ramp yourself a little bit or you gain some life so this card just on seems very good very good mm -hmm. card also this is the box topper and they've printed it with different art for every region that it will be released in so there's different art for every other not just every language but like every other region so there's like a, a variety of different very mm -hmm. cool arts for this that's so awesome I, I really like i like the russian one the most how lush how like uh i don't know yeah it really communicates the like that one opulence mm -hmm. yeah. to me that there's like everybody gets their own art for gala greeters mm -hmm. on yeah the box right? are, are we not magnanimous Right. I think Are I quite like generous. Watsy's really like extending, you know, opening the coffers for us with all these different arts. This yeah. one's very good. I like the yeah the English uh, borderless, very Art Deco one. I like the German this, one yeah, too. Yeah, the German one is very good. Okay, as is well. this like the British one? And we saw the that American one, yeah. one already. Oh yeah, that's lovely. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and the 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 French one also is it's very stylized. Mm -hmm. Nice. That one's very very cool. Yeah. So I hope Wheeler's nice sitting gauche. down when he sees these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I desperately need there to be a Phyrexian one. Ooh, maybe that'll be the secret one. <laughs> yeah, a secret Phyrexian at, one. At like the Grand Prix or something. Yeah. Those come back. Yeah. yeah. Like, couldn't you? Extra, extra Gallagreters. Right? Couldn't you imagine? Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Fantastic. Let's talk about one of the other mechanics because we, uh, I want to at least sure. Touch on all mention all, all five of them. So we've talked about Casualty and Alliance. I'm trying to find a good card to illustrate the other ones because we, we heard about uh blitz there we go yes jaxus the troublemaker so blitz is an interesting one jaxus uh the troublemaker is uh from the riveteers a legendary creature human warrior and uh she's she's a bare knuckle boxer but it seems so three and a red for a two three human warrior and for red and tap and discard a card create a token that's a copy of another target creature you control it gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card, sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step, activate only as a sorcery. I'm going to come back to that in a moment, because Jaxus also has Blitz for one in a red. And Blitz might sound a little similar to Dash, which is another uh, mechanic for back from Khan's block, but here's what Blitz says. If you cast this spell for its Blitz cost, it gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card, and then you sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. So you can just, in Jaxus's case, you can pay two, attack for two, and at the end of your turn, you sacrifice Jaxus and replaces itself because you get to draw another card at the end of turn. In this case, specifically, you can sort of like, you can play Jaxus 
you could hard cast, but you could play Jaxus with haste for the two and then spend one mana and tap and discard a card to make a copy of a creature that you already have that then that creature has haste and attack you can sort of give a a token blitz and then the token dies at the end of turn and you draw a card because you've already discarded a card Jax, i think is going to lead to a lot of very interesting play patterns yeah (laughs) you're going to be like like, you're going to be like which of the four things do i want to do with this turn yeah the just yeah so blitz on its own seems fine Mm -hmm. right yeah like you're you you get a pr- presumably a cheaper cost. You get to attack. Hopefully, I wouldn't recommend paying blitz if you don't get to attack with it profitably that turn. Well, it still cycles. And yeah, and then it's worst like, case, yeah. you know, if it dies in combat or just at the end of turn when you have to sacrifice it, it replaces itself. So yeah, maybe it's like a cheap cycler that maybe you get some damage through. Um. So yeah, blitz actually seems like. It seems fine because yeah, it's not card disadvantage because you're it is replacing itself. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, Jaxus in particular, very interesting. Don't forget to draw both cards if you like blitz Jaxus, and mm. then you like make a blitz token, you know, and then Jaxus is going to die, and so is the token. You get a card from both. I feel like that's going to be the most common. Like, wait, mm. it was two turns ago, but I only drew one card at my end step or whatever. You right, know, like, right. Like, like obviously, Arena will take that care care of that for you if you're playing Arena, but like. Yes, I think that's going to be the most confusing result of this. But yeah, you say you have like a creature that you'd like to have two of, and you've got Jaxus top decked, and then another card. Congrats! Yeah, <laughs> three mana, and then you've got a hasty clone uh, yeah. for one turn. I, this I, is I, the most circuitous divination I've ever seen, but it works. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Three mana for draw two cards. Yeah, yeah. three mana divination in red. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But all these cards, and they're Jund-flavored, right? So it's like the colors that don't... Well, I guess not white. <laughs> it, if it was white instead of green, it would be all the colors that struggle to draw cards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they replace themselves. So if you're just playing a bunch of cards with cheap Blitz cost, where hitting them isn't super powerful, like it's their two, two power or three power creatures or whatever, mm-hmm. then it means that you can play them early where they're good. It's like early on creatures mm-hmm. beat down. And then late, you can be like, okay, I'm just going to Blitz this, pass, draw like i'll do something else with my mana later but it, it gives all your creatures cycling yep just yeah hot. no i three mana divination in red that dodges negate yeah it also says on the card that jaxus is the or this version of jaxus that we're looking at the extended wide art is the buy a box oh. promo which i guess is different from box topper cool which is the gallag readers great i don't totally understand Oh, yeah, this time next year when we're getting these release cadence announcements, there's going to be, like, 16 different cards that come with a booster box. Or, like, you walk in the store and there's one, there's a promo for saying hi to the shopkeep, and there'll be another promo they mail you if you, like, uh, play a white deck on Arena or something, you know. All right. Let's talk about the Obscura mechanic, uh, Connive. So if we could take a look at uh, Ledger Shredder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is a great name for a card. Yeah, fantastic. Ledger Shredder. Ledger Shredder. Led- so Letter Shredder. It's a 1-3 bird advisor for one and a blue. So yeah, 1-3 flyer for one and a blue. Sure. All right. Uh, whenever a player casts their second spell... So any player, whenever a player casts their second spell in a turn, uh, Ledger Shredder connives, which is to say it's it's loot with upside. So it's you draw a card... Then discard a card. If you discarded a non-land card, 
put a plus one plus one counter on this creature. I'm for it. Yeah, I figured you would be. It's a good ability. This is not a may, by the way. <laughs> There's oh. no way to not do this in this particular instance, anyway. Oh, you're riding the lightning on this one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, connive. Okay. It's loot with with potential upside. Also, this is like sort of reminiscent of Fairy Vandal, right? It's like you get a plus one plus one counter every time you draw your second card per turn or something like that. Is that what that one does? I, like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So yeah. it's like casting two spells. There's also been a couple of different... This, you know, connive just means that you're looting and your creature gets bigger if you pitched a non-land. But, mm-hmm. but this card in particular connives when you do your second spell. Yeah, draw your second card. So this one's like part of the like black-white call time or before that it was like the red-blue... Uh, Eldraine draw cards two cards in the turn. Yeah, draw thing? two cards yeah. in turn. Yeah, it's sort of like cast two spells. Um, I don't know. There's like a kinship with some other. Like I don't know if there's a name for this mechanic exactly, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this is the only card with it too. But it's part of part of that set, the greater set of like you get paid off for casting two spells in a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, just a bigger Storm Raven. Yeah. The jokes they write themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to remember actually. So there's a card called Disciplined Duelist from the Brokers, which I think will be like a kind of marquee signpost uncommon. We want to get into the last uh, mechanic. Oh, yes. That's, that was it. Shield Counters. Shield Counters Thank from you. the Brokers. Yeah. Um, so this is for ca- cost for one green, one white, and one blue, which maybe we'll call a broker. I don't know. Uh, I don't think a, I don't think they're trying to rename the shards. Okay. Fair enough. So, so cast for Full Bant. Full Bant. And you get a 2-1 double strike with a shield counter. What's a shield counter, Nelly? Well... The first time this creature would be damaged or destroyed, instead, remove that shield counter. So it's not exactly indestructible. Um, it's it's not hexproof. Like, you can still bounce it. You can target it with things. And it's not totem armor either. It's not totem armor either. I thought it was initially, but this is if it's dealt any damage. Yeah, and it doesn't work, like, the same way totem armor does with, like, re- replacement effects exactly. Because if you... It's like if it would be dealt damage, not when it's destroyed. If it would be dealt damage, remove that. So right. because mm. that's a that's a prevention effect. I think if I like cast my uh my skull crack and then it blocks, it'll still just die from combat damage. Right. We'll wait for the FAQ on that one. But yeah, it's the templating of the ability is a little a little different. But basically the first time it gets hit, or if you want to target it with a, a Doom Blade effect like That'll also get the shield removed, but it's got this one shield counter you put on for the first time it gets damaged or, or targeted with destroy, and then uh, and then you remove that. Or I guess it's not targeted; it would be destroyed, right? So you could play this and then cast your own Wrath of God, and then still have that's true. Still have two on first strike. Still have all these hands. <laughs> Does would a shield counter a shield counter would not be removed by minus X minus X effects? No, right? Or bounce or exile, right? Like, Swords Plowshare is still just going to work. But you could proliferate it or add another shield counter. Right. And the ability says, if it would be dealt damage, remove a, a shield, shield counter. counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so you, you can, can stack, stack shield, shield counters. counters. Yeah, turn right. into Master Chief with the overshield. Boom, yeah, like, get a whole bunch of shields. Yeah, yeah, the hexagon. More shields. Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't I, think there's any reason why that wouldn't work. Are you going to be main decking your whip flare effects in, in limited? <laughs> Love it. And just sandbagging them until they've got like three creatures on the board with shield counters. 
And then just soaking up all the shield counters. Yeah. yeah. And then feeling really smart and then being like, no, I just still just main deck this thing that does one damage to everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oftentimes those cards are better than they seem. Like there's this joke in uh, my friends who I've been playing limited with for forever that like Hurly Burly is the best card in Magic. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just like one in a red sorcery for deal one damage to all creatures with flying or deal one damage to all creatures without flying. And it's just like, weirdly, one damage to all your opponent's creatures, like, it's better than it seems in the yeah, actual I mean, games limit because it means yeah you can second main phase this and right yeah sometimes it lets you trade up twice or whatever in the same turn or like it mm -hmm. makes your alpha strike work you know people people like hold back chumps that are one ones when they're like clocking you in two turns and not dying to your swing or whatever there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of positions where it matters yeah and then you can make a Macbeth joke yeah hmm nope nope the, I no, thought maybe by the time I was no, saying, yeah, yeah, I would know what you meant, but now I want you to explain no, the, it. No, the, the witches talk about, you know, they have to <sighs> do something before the hurly-burly. Okay, it's in the double-double toil and trouble monologue. Something, yeah. yeah. Okay, That's cool. probably probably where the term hurly-burly came from. Nice. Knowing, knowing, knowing Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Although um, there's probably some, like, English nerd right now in the comments. Right. Being like, no, no, this is where it's from, and I look forward to reading that comment. <laughs> I really do. He, that... He really does. May have sound, <laughs> that may have sounded sarcastic, but it's... No, he does. Absolutely serious. Yeah. Um, there's one more mechanic that they showed off that's oh. not actually related directly to any of the families, and that is Hideaway. Right. Yeah. Hideaway's back. Yeah. Hey, and kids. And different. So Paul was telling me about this ahead of time. So this, this card, so wiretapping, they've shown off. So it's four and a blue for an enchantment with Hideaway 5. Now, previously, Hideaway was just Hideaway. It included the meaning, included the definition, this comes into play tapped, and you're looking at the top four cards. Yeah. Yeah. So now, uh, all the previous Hideaway cards have been oracled yeah. to be Hideaway 4, and also they, they now say, this enters tapped. Yeah. Because this is an enchantment, and typically enchantments don't tap, and also it's 5. So... Hey, we're changing all the hideaway rules. So to, yeah. To be fair, even when hideaway came out, it was confusing. Yeah. The fact that like this enters tapped wasn't its own line on this set of lands. Like I straight up read through the whole Lorwyn spoiler right when it came out, like on the mothership, you know, ten or fifteen years ago. I was like drafting a lot of the time, and this is like right before I started working at Yellow Jacket. Um, I was like so such a magic nerd. Um, and I I still missed it. I was just like, oh wow, these new lands are incredible. They're just like so much better than a basic planes. Like you get an extra spell and it taps for a white with no drawback. And then it's like rereading the like big uh, you know reminder text paragraphs. Like oh they come in tapped. Oh in the oh, tapped. I see. Yeah. Because almost every other land that comes in tapped has its own line that says. Comes so wiretapping in this case, hideaway five. So when it, the enchantment enters the battlefield, you look at the top five cards of your library, exile one of them face down, and then put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Then, wiretapping just sits there and says, and this is great, actually, whenever you draw your first card during each of your draw steps, draw a card. That means an extra one. <laughs> You're drawing two cards every turn now. That's, you know, if... For a for a five mana, and I'm going to use air quotes here, do nothing enchantment. Uh, I'd I'd put five mana into an enchantment to just to be drawing an extra card every turn for the oh, rest yeah. of the game. You win yeah. a game, haunted on seeing wins in limited plenty. Like yeah, you, you, haunted of seeing wins will get you there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I read this and was like, oh right, thanks for the reminder. During yeah. my draw step, draw a card. 
Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 that's so funny. During right. your draw step, draw a card. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Why? I don't need you to tell me that. No, I know how to play this game. Another one. Oh, oh. another one. Okay, for me. So then, uh, this 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 ability continues. Then, if you have nine or more cards in hand, so that's after you've drawn your two cards, uh, you may then play the exiled card, the the hidden away card, without paying its mana cost. You don't have to do it that turn, because that's gonna you're gonna have that ability. Uh, I guess actually, is that just forever then after that point? It doesn't say until the end of your turn. So I guess it's just once you trigger it once, you can then at any point cast that card. Right? Because it's just hanging out in exile. So yeah. now when you've... Sorry, you may... It says then, if you have nine or more cards in hand, you may play, play the, the exile card, card without, without paying its mana cost. No. You yes, have to, it to cast it during right your draw then? step as this ability is resolving right then. Okay, no matter the timing restrictions yeah, of it'll the let card. you. it'll get around timing restrictions because that's how this ability works. Cool. Yeah. Still cool. And even after you do that, you're still drawing two cards every time. Yeah, this just still sits around, and it's a this card seems sweet. Howling mine for just you. Right? Yeah, flicker yeah. it. Yeah, sure. You could get you could get the hideaway trigger again if you want. Love it. Yeah, cool card. Cool. All right. Can we talk about you career? One so one more, only one. Well, you got to go. I I got to go. We've got to go. Okay, tell you what. I can stick around. We'll talk about Courier's <laughs> briefcase next week. Just you and me. There's a card called Courier's briefcase, but I feel like we should definitely either talk about. Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's talk about the Phyrexian Praetor in the room. Oh, yeah, we should. Okay. We've been meeting, we've been putting it off. But but we, we got to come back really, to Elspeth next week because she looks fantastic. We should really but address the Phyrexian Praetor let's in the address room. Address the Phyrexian Praetor in the room. So the Phyrexians showed up in call time, yeah. but then we didn't see any more for a year. And then they showed up in Kamigawa. Mm. And now we've got our third of the five Praetors, just the very set next after Kamigawa. So yeah, the, it seems like maybe things are boiling yeah, and coming the, to a head faster the, the tempo is increasing yes by this time next year there will be six or seven praetors per set <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah i mean or maybe or maybe they're going to take a break with these brothers ward yeah, and brothers dominaria w- sets and then yeah, and then, then we're going to like get an exciting conclusion next year I yeah because what's her name is still out there right uh, uh elshorn no not Oh well, elshorn and uh uh the black one um shieldred shieldred yeah yeah Kulag. yeah yeah, yeah. Anyways, so potential counterpoint. Oh yeah, uh, we know the names of the upcoming sets, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, Dominaria United. Okay. Right. United. Maybe they're united against, against the Phyrexians. Against what? Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? And then we're gonna go. So maybe maybe this all this big Phyrexian conflict is coming to a head immediately, and then we get to look back in the Brothers War and see like where did the Phyrexians come from? Right. Ooh. Maybe that's the storytelling taking place. That could happen. Here. But for now. We've got a stylish-ish. I don't know what what is happening in the art of Urabrask. Like they are they wearing any clothes? Urabrask has always been they're, a they're on the cool twenties like uh, speakeasy party plane. So like I yeah. mean maybe maybe Urabrask is just you know uh, a very rebellious red kind of kind of praetor. He's uh, he's not wearing any clothes because you can't tell him what to do. Yeah. Right? Maybe he's got really nice boots on though. It's possible. Um, three generic at red red so five mana for a four four haste very familiar if you've played Rurabrask before mm-hmm. and with abilities that are kind of similar to in template it seems like we've, we figured it out this is what a Phyrexian Praetor looks like it looks like either first Urabrask or it looks like um, first Vorinclex right or, or second Vorinclex as well because a few of them did some different things through the through the years especially from the first printings in but now, it's like, but now they always kind of like, here's a thing yeah it's good for me and bad for you 
And it's the same thing. But it's, yeah. The, it's yeah, different it's, axes. It's exactly. a seesaw. I'm, I'm, right. it's, it's, I'm two steps up this ladder and you're two steps down and it's the same ladder that we share. Right? Yeah, but yeah. but the effect is symmetrical. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's symmetrical. <laughs> yeah. So at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. So that's, that's again, another Haunted of Seeing Wins because at the beginning of your upkeep, you get a free card that you can play this turn. You might not. You might miss on it. Right, it might not be a card that works for your turn to play. It does say play, so you can't hit lands. Yeah, but it can be a land. It can be anything, but you have to play it this turn. So it's a it's a slightly worse howling mind. It doesn't go to your hand, but it's it is still getting you an extra card every turn. You'll still draw your card from your draw strap. But your opponents have this ability that says at the beginning of each of their upkeeps, the next time they would draw a card this turn. So if nothing else, that's just their draw step. Uh, instead, they exile the top card of their library. They may play it this turn. So why is this so good? First of all, we, we talked about how you might not get to play that card this turn as part of your plan. And that includes for your opponent now, like counter spells. Like this card mm-hmm. kind of gets around any interactive cards that your opponent would want to play on your turn because they're not going to have access to those. If they're playing a deck that doesn't have other card drawing abilities, this pretty much locks them out of like casting the Wanderer with Flash during uh, your attack step unless they already had one in hand, right? Like any future. Um, cards that they want to cast during your turn, they're going to have to first put in card drawing spells to get at those. They don't get to hold on to cards. Exactly. They, they also can't increase the card size. Every turn, yeah. they get one card, and if they don't use it that turn, it goes away. Yeah. And if they don't use it to draw cards, they're not they're not going to do interactive stuff on your side. So I mean, it it can miss like the second half of this ability can miss if they're if your opponent's just like, like land of elves, yeah, yeah. land of elves, and then big creatures, and that's all I want. I just whatever the top card in my my deck is, I was gonna play it anyway. So fair enough, but it's sort of in the in the world of like scheming and holding up mana and playing interactive spells. This is a, like a bit of a trump. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw a little initial reaction of like, oh, red gets hosed again. Oh really? You know, oh, like, I think this card's great. Yeah, I, I think Urbrask in play certainly in limited but i think in play generally is going to be better than i think some of the initial impressions yeah. might make it appear i understand also, how it may look initially but i i think this card's actually pretty good also it's a 4/4 four, four. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. right? for for like five. oh red gets hosed to get and then just get drilled in the chest <laughs> by urbrask right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah. oh urbrask looks really weak and then urbrask just punches you so hard in the heart that you die <laughs> If you would like to punch your wallet in the heart so hard that it dies, head on over to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR. Let them know we sent you and that we're coming for your wallet together. <laughs> so happy with that segue. Thank you. Yeah, uh, they'll they'll ship stuff real fast. Like you're, you, you're going to get with your money's haste. worth. That's right. They'll yeah. ship it with haste, yeah. Phyrexian Praetor style. Yeah. Uh, and the cards are going to arrive uh, at your location faster than you were prepared for, frankly. You know, get get sleeves as well if you need sleeves because your card you're gonna be fixing your deck and building your new deck yeah. in no time. Um, and you know what? Speaking of no time, this podcast was also brought to you by you. And I know you don't have enough time in your life for all the LRR content that you want to consume, which is why we keep putting more of it out. Nope, that didn't make any sense. I I admire what you're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, there's no time so like the present to tell you how much we appreciate your support. There we there go. There we go. We got it. I we'll needed the teamwork. The, <laughs> use the second one. Um, that's going to do it for this week's Tap Tap Concede. Tune in this coming Saturday for the new Capenna pre-pre-release. 
It's going to be great. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, the replay will be up on this channel as soon as we're able to do that. And uh, if you want to tune in live on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash loadingreadyrun, uh, obviously we would love to see you there. And um, but I can't wait to get my hands on this set. Yeah, looks mm -hmm. real fun. Yeah, But until then, uh, I've been Graham with Cameron huh? and Nelson. Also here. Paul's been running tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.